Welcome to the First Love Church. We invite you to personally discover the life-changing impact of the Word of God as you listen to this message preached by Bishop Richard Ayi. Bishop Richard Ayi serves as a bishop in the First Love Church, a denomination founded by Bishop Dag Heward-Mills. Bishop Richard currently pastors the London branch of the First Love Church, a vibrant campus ministry with young, energetic people full of first love for the Lord. We believe this message will give you hope, light and love to strengthen you in your Christian walk. Now listen to Bishop Richard. Behold the darkness shall cover the earth And gross darkness cover the people But the Lord Give the Lord another shout of praise And put your hands together for Jesus Oh come on first love you can do better than that Give him a shout We want to lift up the name of the Lord This afternoon he is worthy of all our praise Father, we exalt you. We give you all the praise and the glory that is due your name.
greater and our God is stronger. Our God, you are higher than any other. Hallelujah.
You know, one of the names of God is Jehovah Nisi. And that means that he's a banner over us. It's like when an army and the regiment that we are in is the regiment that is led by Jesus Christ himself. That's why when we sing something like, And if our God is for us, then who could ever stop us? And if our God is with us, we know who the leader of the army is. And if our God is for us, then who could We know who our shepherd is. And if our God is with us, then what can stand? And if our God
Father, we thank you for this powerful time of praise and worship in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You may be seated in the house of the Lord. Are you happy to be in church? Are you excited to be in church? Put your hands together, come on, like this, come on. Jesus said to his disciples that they should take up their cross. They should deny themselves, take up their cross and follow him. Hallelujah. So quiet, help me say it, come on, sing it. Take up your
you like some more ministrations? Then put your hands together as we welcome Sela. Forgetful, 
For so long we've been together I won't be seeing you no more I know I'm crying as I speak And I've been crying Time for me to take my cross and follow Jesus every day. I have found a greater love. The love of Jesus is so deny that I love you I can't deny you made me happy you made me laugh you made me cry I just loved it being with you drawn to you see I'm gonna serve the Lord from now that's what it means to be born again and I have found a greater
everything he told me to do. I just wanted us to be together. I would cover him with so many kisses. If you love 
out, ladies and gentlemen. Are you excited to be in church today? Well, it's an honor and privilege to welcome to you our pastor and our father, a man full of power and the Holy Ghost. If you're excited as I am, make some Holy Ghost noise, clap your hands as we welcome to the pulpit, Bishop Richard Aye. Wow. One, two, one, two, one, two. Okay. Wow. We can pray. Let's say a word of prayer. Hallelujah. One, two, one, two, one, two, one, two, one, two. Okay, let's pray. Wow. Hallelujah. 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 Okay. Let's pray. Father, thank you for today. Thank you for a blessing to be in your presence. Thank you for your word that you have prepared for us. Thank you for, the, for revelation, for wisdom, for understanding. Thank you for counsel that will come through the sharing of your word today. I give you thanks. May lives here be saved. May souls here be saved. And may everyone here be blessed at the hearing of your word, Lord. Open our deaf ears, Lord. Heal our blind eyes, Lord. Heal our hardened hearts, O God. Soften our hearts as we hear your word, Lord. Let faith increase, Lord. Let somebody become great out of today's message, Lord. Let greatness be birthed, Lord. Thank you for your blessing of bringing us together to hear your word. I give you praise and I give you thanks. In Christ Jesus' name. And somebody did say, Amen. Amen. A better Amen, please. Amen. Beautiful. Take your seats. Hallelujah. Wawoo. Hallelujah. Amen. Do you like the sound? Sounds like my brother is in church, isn't it? It's almost there, but not there. Is it my voice or? <clears throat> okay, one, two. Testy mic. There's something I feel, I, I, the sound sounds far or low. There's something. Turn your Bibles. We, today's our last on the series of Take up your cross for this season. Definitely will preach on take up your cross again one day. I think there's too much base now. Um, yes. So, um, we want to quickly see what we have to share today. So, let's start from Matthew chapter 16. Matthew 16 and um, verse 24. Yes, thank you very much. God bless you. It says that, then said Jesus unto his disciples, if any man or anybody will come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. 
How many of you would like to follow Jesus? So the condition for following Jesus is deny yourself, take up your cross, take up your cross, take up your cross. Not borrow Jesus' cross, take up your cross. Not borrow your friend's cross, not borrow your pastor's cross, take up your cross and follow him. Luke chapter 9 and verse 23. It says that, and he said to them all, or he said to all. The brackets means that somebody put it there, originally wasn't there. So if any, or any man, if any, will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross. How often? Daily. Daily, Not just on Sundays. Some of us use our crosses on Sundays. Then the rest of the week, the cross is under the pillow or in the closet. But let him take up his cross daily. Christianity is a life. It's not an event or an occasion. It's not like your birthday. It is a life. A life that is lived. A life. It is a life. So he said, let him take up his cross daily. Meaning that so long as you live in this world, every day you will have an opportunity to use the cross. Meaning therefore that If you don't see an occasion that you have to use the cross, then there is something clearly wrong with who? You. Because the cross, if you are in this world, if you are in this world, if you are in heaven, it's different. If you are in heaven, you wouldn't need a cross. There's nothing to sacrifice. There's nothing to separate yourself from. No sufferings, no pain, nothing to lose, nothing to die for. There's nothing. You just live. You're in heaven. Streets are made of gold. Jesus is there. King David is there. Abraham is there. All the great people are there. Jacob, Isaac. You see all of them. All the great men of faith. There's nothing to do. I mean, everything is over. Satan is not there. There's no Satan for temptation. There's no Satan to cause you to backslide or to create any problem. There is no Satan. Can you imagine a world where there's no Satan, there's no devil, no temptation? How many of you are looking forward to living temptation-free lives? Yes, no temptation, no problems. No problems. No problems at all. You just live. You just live. It'd be a beautiful place, isn't it? Yeah. So, you wouldn't need the cross, but here, you will need the cross, and you will need it every day. Every day. Every day you need the cross. So, he says, take up his cross daily and follow me. That is, if anyone would like to come after me. Luke chapter 14 and verse number 27. Ah, and whosoever doth not bear his cross... And come after me cannot be my disciple. Cannot, 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 cannot be my disciple. 
Being a member of a church, being a registered member of a church is not what qualifies you to be a disciple of Jesus Christ. Being a preacher, a pastor, a bishop, a reverend, apostle, prophet, evangelist, is not what qualifies you to be a disciple of Jesus Christ. What makes you qualified to be a disciple of Jesus Christ is if you can take up your cross. You can never call yourself a Christian without a cross. You must have a cross. It must be there. You must have the cross. You must use the cross. You must see you as someone who is experiencing the cross life. Which means that, I told you right from the onset, the cross is a symbol of pain, symbol of sacrifice, symbol of death, symbol of shame, symbol of separation. So, or you go through all these things if you are really, really, genuinely a Christian and a believer. It's not just coming to church and being happy and clapping and shouting, ooh, ah, ah, ooh, 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 ah. But being a follower of Christ, being a follower of Christ and a serious follower of Christ goes with, goes with having a cross and using the cross, taking up your cross, taking up your cross, taking up the cross. You have to take up the cross. Say you're a Christian, cross. Christian, cross. Where is your cross? It's not an earring. It's a real life that you have to be living. So you can always tell, you can always tell those who are uh, not very serious. You see, I like to use the word serious because there's been a few occasions where I've been in places that I know that whatever is going on, I'm not serious about it at all. You can, you can be walking in places where what's going on, you are there, but what's going on is not really of great interest to you. But I want you to have great interest in Christ and great interest in what God wants you to be. I want you to be dreamers of the will of God and the perfect will of God for your life. For your life. Live a life that attracts the perfect will of God. Live a life that shows that you have great interest in the perfect will of God. That you want to see what is the will of God for me? 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 What does God want for me? No, what, not what do I want, but what does God want for me? Because the Bible says that we are, we are partakers of his sufferings. Of his sufferings. You discover as soon as you, as soon as you start following Christ, there will be sufferings. There will be, there will be pain. There will be shame, discomfort. When I say shame, I don't mean that like you go and do something bad and then you are ashamed. But there will be shame because you'll be different from what the world chooses and what the world likes to do and what the world praises and what the world approves of. You see, it's like, it's like a young person, a young person of all generations, there's always young and old. And anytime you are young, there's, there's the pressure of your age. 
There are demands of your age. And when you don't participate or partake or be involved in what people of your age group do, you look odd. They don't even tell you you are odd. You are weird. You are, you are what, what do they tell you in your day? I mean, you, you look, you, you even look ashamed of yourself. You that, you that, rather, you, you who is doing the right thing, rather looks as though you are doing, you are doing the wrong thing. And you feel it. Is that you can't even say that you're a virgin. That's an old one, and I'm sure it's still like that. You can't say you're a virgin. Even, even when you're a virgin, you have to lie that you are not a virgin. And talk like, oh yeah, I mean. <laughs> it's when you start talking that the experienced ones will know that you are lying. You haven't done it. But, see, but that's a shame that you have to take and say that I am because of Christ, because of Christianity, because I'm living for God. But it's not an easy thing to say. You have to act as though you are not. You have to sound as though you are not. You have to create an impression as though you've seen it all, done it all. Hmm. Meanwhile, those who have seen and done are sharing testimony and saying that God has saved me and God has delivered me. Then those who haven't are pretending as though they have. But you have to take up your cross and bear the shame that look, I'm living for God. I'm living for Christ. I don't have this unfortunate, disgraceful lifestyle. I'm a child of God. I am a child of God. I'm a child of God. I live to please my maker. Yeah. Galatians chapter 2. Verse 20. This should be your favorite passage in the Bible. Well, one of your favorite passages. It says that I am crucified with Christ. That means that I have a cross. Because you are crucified on crosses. I am crucified with Christ. This, this, This is a testimony. This is a testimony of a disciple of Jesus Christ. I am crucified with Christ. That's why the old group that you used to hang out with, they would tell you that we don't see you anymore. You don't talk to us anymore. You don't look out for us anymore. And there will be gossips about you. When you are passing by, there will be funny comments that are made about you. Funny comments. Whispers. And you would imagine what they are saying. And you will feel bad. But you are feeling bad because you are on the cross. I am crucified with Christ. You can't say you are a disciple of Christ and then after church you still have the same life. Same life, same friends. Even the the numbers on your phone should change. There are people, if I'm looking for them now, I don't know how to find them because I don't have any contact. 
It was a real separation, not an imaginary one. A real one. Real, real, real separation. I personally, deliberately, consciously deleted their numbers out of my life. And I still delete numbers. Even now, as a bishop. I still delete numbers. Gladly. (laughs) Gladly. The, ni- the nicest bit I'll be is that I just archive all your messages. I don't read it. When I see it, I use my thumb. Swipe. swipe. <laughs> Come on into whatever they are doing. Over. Yes. I have names. When it, when it pops up on my phone, I just swipe. Swipe like that. Just, I, don't re- I don't even know what they've said and what they haven't said. But they keep sending, they don't get a response, but they keep sending because when you get what they don't know, and I keep preaching and saying, but I think they don't listen to me when I'm preaching. I swipe. I swipe like that. Swipe with my thumb. How is it this time? Swipe. Swipe. It's gone. Because for me, it's a serious thing. Evil communication corrupts good manners. Little things can affect. It can affect you. So I don't want to be affected. So I swipe. I don't even want to hear what you are saying. So I am crucified with Christ. Are you crucified with Christ? I also crucified oh, Christ on the cross, and you you are walking. You are having parties. You are having parties, and you want to be, and you want to be called a believer and a Christian. And you are having parties, and you are having fun. Whilst others are striving to serve God and to please God, you are. Are you enjoying the cross message? I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live, the life which I now live, it is a new life. It is a new life. After you are saved, it is a new life that you start living. Your life must be different. Your life must be different. The people in your neighborhood must know and see that his life is different now. No apologies. Can you imagine Jesus on the cross saying, saying to the whole world, sorry I'm dying. So Sorry I'm dying, but I'm, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to die, but I found myself here. So, no apologies. No apologies. No apologies. Oh, friends, they say, oh, this is, we don't see you anymore. Yes, you are busy. Yes, I'm busy. I'm busy. You see, some of the signs and some of the experiences that you go through as a Christian are actually positive. It actually shows you that. It actually shows that there's a change in your life. That's why why you have those problems. Some of the problems that you have, it's, it's proof to you that you've changed levels. You've changed levels. Sometimes as a new as a new believer, as a new believer, you have some problems. Then as a serious believer, you will see that other problems will also come. Depending on your level. Depending on what you are doing. So when you see, see, when you see problems, and when you see issues and you see difficulties, don't always think that you are doing something wrong. Sometimes doing the right thing 
Obeying his father is what sent him to the cross. Yes. Obeying his father. Obeying what his father said. First, I've sent you there. Go and do it. That's what sent him to the cross. Obeying his father is what sent him to the cross. Obeying God. Respecting the word of God. Being a serious Christian will cause pain. Sometimes. Because there will be people you have to be separated from. There will be relationships you have to break up. You have to break up. Not manage. Break up. Do you understand break up? Break up. Not manage. It will be a breakup. And a breakup is painful. No matter the reason. It will be painful. They have to leave this thing. Everybody enjoys a relationship. I mean, you are not mad. It's normal. You enjoyed it. Did you not enjoy it? No, I'm asking you, did you not enjoy it? Including the, all the things that happen in, in it. Were you not enjoying it? Speak the truth and shame the devil. Were you not enjoying it? Yes. Yes, and when you stop doing it, you will miss it. Don't you miss it sometimes? Yes. But you must always remember the reason why it doesn't exist in your life anymore. So that in your day of temptation, you will know why you are not that way. You will remember why you have a different lifestyle. That it is the life that you now live. The life that you now live. The life that you now live. The life that you now live is different from the life you used to live. The life that you now live. It's a different life. It's a different life. The life that you now live. It's different from the life you used to live. If the life that you now live is the same as the life that you used to live, then you haven't understood. That's why you have to keep coming to church till you understand. It doesn't mean that you shouldn't be in church. It means that you haven't understood Christianity. You have to keep coming till you understand and you discover, no, the life that I now live is not compatible with the other life. With the other people, the people in the other life, the activities of the other life, the issues of the other life, the pleasures of the other life, the things I used to enjoy. It may not necessarily have to be sex, but sometimes even the the conversations, the conversations, the things that you talk about in the other life. The new life will not permit it if you've taken up the cross. So keep coming. Keep coming. Keep coming gradually. 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 Sometimes slowly. Slowly. But you understand it. You know that, hey, hey, I've got to be serious with this cross business. My cross is like an earring or like a necklace around my neck. But apparently I'm supposed to carry it. I'm supposed to take it. Take up your cross. Take up your cross. Take up your cross. 
I think the choir sang it today, isn't it? Take up your cross and follow Jesus. So as you are singing it, each one of you, take up, take up your cross. Don't just sing it. Take up your cross. Take it up. And use it. So, today I think I want to give you a lot of reasons why you must take up your cross. A lot of reasons. When I feel you are tired, I'll stop. That's why I'm not mentioning the number. Because I have a lot of reasons. A number of reasons. I have a number of reasons why you must take up your cross. There are a number of reasons. Reason number one is that it is taking up of your cross that stops the power of the devil and the enemy from operating in your life. You can't stop him from operating if you don't take up your cross. The power of Satan, influence of Satan, enemies of the cross, enemies of the faith, enemies of Christianity, enemies of the will of God for your life, enemies of you doing well cannot be stopped. By change of location. You don't stop by change of location. You don't stop it by a new, a new, a new job. You don't stop it by, by, by change of church. You can change churches and still you see, you see him. He'll be waiting for you behind the door. Because he can't come in here. So it's not stopped by those things. It is stopped by the sacrifice. By the power of sacrifice. You you, you see, you can't stop someone's influence in your life by saying that, by saying that I can be with you, but you can't influence. No, if you are with someone, that person will influence you. No matter who you are. No matter who you are. Is the power of the cross. It's, and the power of the cross is the power of death. The power of separation. The power, the power of sacrifice. <laughs> when, when, when who? When Moses was called to lead the Israelites out of Egypt. Egypt, Egypt is a symbol of bondage. Pharaoh is a symbol of Satan. So God said, take my people out. If you, if you read it from, I think it starts from Exodus 3 or so. Read Exodus 3. You see God speaking to Moses. Give his assignment. He says that, let my people go. And then the reason he gives is that they may save me. Let my people go. That they may save me. Let my people go. Each, each time that God speaks that let my people go, he gives a reason that they may save. You, you can't save God unless you are out of Egypt. You can't save God unless you are out of the cold of, of Pharaoh. You can't. 
You will try, see, you will try before you become an actor. Or a pretender. It's like, I'm in it, but I'm not really in it. Service to God. Serving God. Living for God. Goes with that great sacrifice of separation and death from the past life. So when God wanted to establish his people, he said his message was, let my people go. Let my people go. We don't want to leave. We don't want to separate. Sometimes we don't want to be separated from anything. That's why Jesus also came. He said, deny yourself. Deny yourself. Because the little things about you, there are things about you that will hold you back from serving God, from ever serving God. Your pride, your, your, your standards, standards, your, your ideas, ideas, your, your position of the can hold you back. And, and you, you, need, need, you need that, that separation before you first hate of the glory of God and then the goodness of God. When God wants you to live, what where God wants you to do, how God wants you to serve Him, who God wants you to marry, who God wants you to live with, it's not it's not your idea and your feeling. God God is interested in every part of you. But you see, sometimes we've given God our right hand, but we haven't given Him our left. So it's that it's as though God has the right. And then Satan has the left. But God doesn't share. He said, serve me with all your heart, all your soul, all your might. Give me everything. So those who think I've given right to God and I've given left to Satan, you have not given anything to God. Satan still has you. Read Exodus and see how God negotiated for the deliverance of his people. It wasn't like it wasn't like stay in Egypt and serve me. We'll build churches in Egypt. And then we'll negotiate with Pharaoh. And then on Sundays he'll allow you to go to church. He said, he said, Let my people go. Let them go. It's a demand. Let them go. Let them go. Let them go. Let them go. This kind of partial service, half half service to go, a half heart. A heart that is half for God and then half for well, the world. Half for God, half for money. Half for God, half for pain and, and fame. Half is for God, half is to achieve a certain status in life. It's like, I've achieved this status in life. I'm some very important, renowned person, but I go to church on Sundays. No, 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 no. Let my people go. You cannot have two masters. Saith our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. He said, you will love one and hate the other. You will love one and despise the other. So those who have this kind of 50-50 relationship with God actually despise God. It's like, God, you can't can't care for me. You can't look after me. Lay ministry, being a lay pastor... It's an error. Yeah. It's an incomplete sacrifice. Yeah. Which of Jesus' disciples, when he was talking to them, said to them that, uh, can you come to me after six o'clock? And I'll make you fishers of men. 
Which of them? Which of them did he say that? Someone's telling me the other day he is going to marry, then he will come. Then after he changed, he said he's going to tell his prayer, then he'll come. I said, I don't know whether you have your quiet time. If you have your quiet time, you read your Bible. Which of the which of the when 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 the master himself was here, he was calling because he is the master caller. When he was calling, which of them did he say go and marry? What kind of thing are you introducing into your life? I'm going to marry, then I'll come to No, he doesn't want you, please. If God is calling, he will say, Let my people go. Free yourself. Free yourself. That is where that is where Satan loses you. That is where the enemy will lose you. When you when you take up the because the cross is the real price. It's the real price and the real sacrifice. When you see a genuine lay minister, you see that his heart is all out for God. It's just other circumstances that makes him go to work. But you see that you, you see that he is available for God. He can do things for God. He is fruitful for God. He works for God. Not this kind of heart that is like, you know, I don't want to give everything to God. You know, this God, you have to be careful. You, you have to be very, very careful. You'll say, let my people go. Then, they started arranging. I'm sure you, I'm sure you have the, the power of the cross stops the enemy. Are you here? Be with me. Stay with me. Come on. Rock with me. Sway with me. Rock with me. Sway with me. Stay with me, brother. You've got to rock with me and sway with me. Now, when Jesus started leading them out, I'm showing you something. Follow me. Come on. Are you coming along? Are you rocking with me? Are you swaying with me? Yeah. Rock with me. Sway with me. Yeah. All right. It's working. When now God is leading them out. When he was leading them out, Pharaoh also organized the chariots and the horses and said, let's go after them. No problem. God said to Moses, this is the route. This is the route. So they also started moving. As they were moving, what did they see in front of them? The Red Sea. The Red Sea. The Red Sea. You see, sometimes I'm sure it must have happened to some of you. Maybe somebody invited you to church. So when you go to church, the church is nice. The music is nice. Somebody will say, rock with me. Sway with me. Rock with me. Sway with me. You'll be singing songs. You'll be very happy. There are young people there. There's this. It's real fun. It's this. Somebody, it's, it's, about, it's like you are really genuinely following God. You like God. But as you are working with him now, suddenly you discover that, look, look, for your total deliverance and for the bearing of the power of the enemy in your life, there's a sea you must cross. There's a sea you must cross. There's a sea you must cross. Yes. There's a sea. There's, you know, when you see the sea, when you see any water body or any body of water water body and you don't know how to swim 
but that is the only path you can use. What does it mean? It means death. It means death. Going forward is death. Going back is death. You are dead anyway. There they were in God's perfect scheme of deliverance and salvation, the Red Sea. This is where a lot of Christians fail. Everybody, you, you, will, meet, you will meet your Red Sea. Everybody will meet it. And the things that keeps them on the beach and the bank of that, of that water is fear. Sphere, self-preservation, self-consciousness, self-protection. I mean, all these, all these little devils. Hold on, hold on. They tag along on the chair and say, no, you can't, don't do it. You can't do it. You can't do it. You can't cross. You can't move in. If you, it's like, if you dump in, you will die. But that's the cross. You've got to die. There's a dying, you have to die to some things. There is a dying, you have to die to some things. There is a dying, you've got to die. The Egyptians are coming. The Egyptians. Can, you, can you imagine, can you imagine them in front, in front of the, on the beach, lined up? Two million, two million Israelites. Two million Israelis standing there discussing, angry at Moses. And then they will hear the sound of horses and chariots swearing and cursing them as they are coming because they could see them now. That there they are, two million people with the sea. As they are coming, charging, they'll be swearing and cursing. That's how the demons are. When you don't take up your cross and you are just there, you have to make the sacrifice, make the move, make the move now. You are not making the move, they are coming. With fear, with intimidation, with accusations, running after that, that, that's how people get paralyzed when they can't serve God anymore. Because they have to go forward and make that great decision and sacrifice it. If you enter the Red Sea, you don't hear the voice of the enemy anymore. The accuser is drowned. The spirit of intimidation is drowned. That's the only route. As soon as they entered, then they discovered the power of God. That a way was made for them. A way was made for them to walk through. As soon as the Israelites got in, they were drowned. Satan cannot follow you through the cross. He can't follow you through the sea. He can't. He can't come. He can't come. And yet, it is very dangerous to also cross it. So the thing that keeps you from crossing it is fear. It's fear. What will happen to me? Will I ever have a house? Will I ever have a car? What will happen to my children? What will happen to this bright future that I want to have? Will I ever be able to travel? Will I have a holiday again? These, these are the things that have made people hold back from serving God. 
and they, are, and they have never become significant. They have never become great. A lot of gifts, callings, mantles, graces, anointings are wrapped up, are wrapped up in fear. Fear has been, it's, it's enveloped in fear and hidden somewhere. Because when you see that, you look at it. London. How can I leave London? That's your Red Sea. That's your Red Sea. God is drawing you. Leave. Cross. How can I cross? Look, we read, we read a passage. I think it was um, Luke 14. Do you read Luke 14, 27? Let's see Luke 14, 26. Ah, if any man come to me, the same as if any man comes, he must take his cross. If any man also comes, so this thing is, it means that whatever he's saying after that is equal to taking up of your cross. Read it before I read it. So you don't think that you are, you are hearing what I am saying and not what you read. Read it for yourself. If any man come to me and hate not his father and mother and wife and children and brethren and sisters, yea, and his own life also, his security, his security, his security. Do you think that if I had left my life, you would be here? Would you have a church? I'll be at work by now. I don't know any of you who works harder than me. I don't know any of you from the beginning, from the, from this front row to the back. When it when it gets to work, work ethics, going to work, going to work on time, working long hours, staying at work. Ah. Imagine if Bishop also loved his life. A medical student. Top medical student. Not someone who just about, who made just about you know, it's like scraped through. Someone was collecting prizes, receiving prizes as a student. If he only finished, I'm saving my life. You didn't get any prize. You just got some alphabets. <laughs> and, even, and even that your life is so precious to you, is that like you feel there's so much at stake that you can't, you can't, you, it's like you can't give it up. Wow. The fears. The fear. You want to save your life. You have to hate your own life. Sometimes daddy will be giving you good advice. But it's as though the, the scripture is saying that there comes a time when you, what daddy is saying, what mommy is saying, what children are saying, what brethren are saying, what sisters are saying is wrong. Or it, or it contradicts the will of God for your life. I don't underestimate these voices. These voices are strong voices. Strong and influential voices. How can you disobey mommy? If you come and ask me, I'll tell you that do what your mother said. A lot of, a lot of you ask me sometimes, mommy says this, daddy says this. 
what, what do I tell you? I always say, that, do what your mother is saying. I should advise you against your mother. Do what your mother is saying. If it is when you even come and tell them that somebody likes you, you like somebody, you like, I tell, tell your parents. Marriage is marriage, not a family thing. Tell them. When you finish, come to church. <laughs> yes. Tell them. Obey your father and mother that it will be well with you. It's also in the Bible. Obey your father and your mother that it will be well with you. But when you get to the Red Sea, when the cross, when the cross kicks in, cross over, then you will discover that no. No. Doesn't now you have to pray for wisdom. Wisdom to maneuver. Wisdom to navigate. Otherwise, otherwise, you have been retired. You have been retired. You have become a pew warmer. With a few extra activities every now and then. But you become unfruitful. Because you couldn't cross the sea. They had to cross the sea. They had to go through. They had to go through the sea. They had to go through it. For Satan's power. Not to be reduced. But to be cancelled out of their lives. But then they were crossing. They crossed it. It's like this is the will of God now. Now we see milk and honey. Now all their battles in Joshua taking, taking lands. You will see. Joshua will say, the Lord said we should go and fight here. It was easy victories. There were battles, but there were battles with guaranteed victories. That is the life of it. That's what Paul said at the end of the day. He said, I have fought the good fight of faith. Every fight of faith is a good one because you will win. You will win. But when you, you see, when you are behind the cross, when you haven't taken up the cross, the life, the life before the cross, before I am crucified with Christ, it's a natural life. There's no guarantee of victory. That's why you fall today, you stand tomorrow. Today you fall. It's got, because you, you, the life is not a life of it's a, it's a life of chance. It's a life of chance. It's a life of chance. Those who have taken up the cross. They can boldly quote Romans 8 28. They'll say all things work together for my God. All things work together. Everything I'm going through, everything I'm experiencing, everything I can see is adding up for my good. Your life will end up good. Then he says that to them, to them, to them who are the called according to his purpose. Those who are called according to his purpose have a cross. They've taken up their cross. And you are all called. To be in church, you are called. To be in church, you are called. It's not by chance. It's not by chance that you are in church. To be in church, you are called. It's a calling to go to church. It's a calling. It means God is interested in you. God cares about you. It means God has thought about you. You haven't thought, but God has thought about you. Ah. Without that cross... Satan keeps speaking. I'm showing you how to cut off, shut up, cancel out of your life the voice of Satan, the voice of the enemy. It's a big sacrifice. In everything, you need that big sacrifice. He goes quiet. He goes quiet. He goes quiet. It goes quiet. It goes quiet. 
There's some of you Satan will not like you to marry. At a very young age, when you're not even you're not even ready to marry, but he's even giving you an idea that don't marry. Marriage, marriage is not good. But he has a plan. He'll convert you into one of these ugly, perverted, corrupted souls on the streets of London. So against how you feel and what you choose, you have to dive into the sea because of the scriptures. Because the scripture says that marriage, marriage to the opposite sex is a good thing. That's what the scripture says. And you are standing there from life's experiences, what you've seen, the voices of Satan, voice of the end. It's a voice of Satan that will tell you not to do some things. It's a voice of Satan. And as you give in to those voices, there are temptations and tests and perversions, perversions waiting for you. You don't even recognize yourself. If you say this is you, you don't even recognize yourself. But because you didn't take, you didn't dive into that sea. And from, from this point, from this point, you don't, the Egyptians can't find it. The Egyptians, they, they, they don't like the sea. They don't like it. They don't like the Red Sea, if you are reading the Old Testament. And they don't like the cross. They don't like the cross. Satan doesn't like the cross. The enemy doesn't like the cross. It's the cross that makes you a Christian. That the life which I now live, the life which I now live, the life which I now live is not based on my secondary school education. This life which I now live is not based on my culture. The life which I now live is not based on the experiences of mommy and daddy. The life which I now live is not dictated by the fears of life, but it's dictated by faith. In the son of God. Faith in the son of God. Faith in the son of God. Belief in the son of God. I believe in the son of God. That's the life which I now live. The life which I now live. I've been told all men are bad. But the life which I now live. Is not based on what I've been told. It's not based on how daddy treated money. The life which I now live. Is based on faith in the son of God. Yes. Yes. I mean, don't be careful. You can be poor. You can be poor. But uh, can you also not be poor if you are not serving God? Or you want to tell me that all the beggars you see in the stations and around, they are all missionaries. (laughs) Or they are all servants of God. That's why they become poor. are not priests. My mom is not a nun. Neither is my dad a monk. (laughs) I am not doing what I'm doing because of what I saw in my life, in my family. I am doing what I'm doing because of the life which I now live is by faith in the son of God. By faith. By faith. I've not, seen, I've, not seen, I've not seen anybody preaching in my family before. There's no, I don't know any preacher in my family. I don't know any uncle, any grandfather, any... There's nothing like that. They were all, they were all 
my father was a pharmacist. My mom was a, was a nurse. They're all serious workers going to work and coming home. We work and children go to school. You go to school, you pass. The, the discussions in the houses, exams. Have you done exams? Have you finished exams? Did you pass grades? These are the language, the things you hear in the house. Grades, exams, results, this kind of talkings. My father has never taken me on evangelism before. Now let's go on evangelism. He's dropped me off at school. He dropped me off at school. He dropped me off. All levels, timetable. I will drop you off. He dropped me off at school. He didn't take me on evangelism. He's never taken me for an all night before. He didn't go for all night. The life which I now live, I live it by faith. In the son of God. Faith. Faith. What I believe. What I believed. What I believed. What I believed. That's what I said. They didn't take me for all night. I've never heard speaking in tongues. In my heart, speaking in tongues. I've never heard it before. I had to believe. That there's something called tongues. And I believe it and speak it. present for reasons for things that you can do or things nothing that you can things that you are not doing because you can do all things through Christ you can do all things through Christ the only thing is that you haven't dived into the sea to disappear you see, they, they, they had to enter the sea and disappear when you enter the sea you disappear and it's an act of death Read it. When they read the things that they were told to take, take this, take this, take this, and then now you, you see the ocean and you are supposed to swim. It's like madness. Your decision to go all out for God will be like madness. The fact that it's like madness to the standards of the world is evidence to you that you are following God. The fact that Auntie will say, This is you don't call me anymore. Because when you call her, the suggestion, before you even realize, you're even sleeping with your auntie. Even the relationship she has with you. Yes. You see, there are some brothers that claim they are serious. And the reason why I say that they are not serious is the company they keep and the things they are forced to do. That is assuming that it's true, that they really want to serve God. How can you have such a camp? How can you have such a person in your life? Doing this, doing that. I mean, I mean how? Unless, unless you are not genuine. But assuming you are genuine, you have to dive, you have to dive into the sea. The Red Sea. The cross. That step, that move. You have to make that move. Otherwise, you're not a serious person. Moses, he took them, he took them all the way. He said, God said this way. He took them all the way. He said, This is the Red Sea. He said, Yes, God. Next, what's the next instruction? 
Next instruction, take your staff, strike the sea, it will separate. No problem. As the people were insulting him, can you imagine how people would be insulting him? Can you imagine moods, moods and attitudes? I've not gone out with your beloved and she didn't know where you were going. She thought you were wasting time. Her face, her face behind the makeup mask that she's wearing already. Her face. When the makeup starts cracking. As she's making her face. Meanwhile, you have just decided to surprise her. And her face. And you are just being patient. Because you love her, you like her, and you keep encouraging her. And you're on this stuffy, stuffy train underground. And she's wondering, look at where you've brought me, look at the show, I'm wearing Talking, talking, talking. All her, all her lipstick has worn off. The red lips you started off with has turned into pink and brown. With an attitude and monosyllabic responses. came to see me the other day. I wanted to fellowship with her. Just fellowship for happiness. I didn't even know there was a problem. Not knowing there was a problem. The person came to sit in front of me granting. When I speak, when I speak English, I get hmm. <laughs> like a pig, like a pig granting in a pen. At the point I said, I beg you, get up and go, okay? I beg, go, 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 go. I have, I have others to come in. I beg you, go. Go, 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 I speak, I speak English. I don't, I don't speak. Because you're offended about something that I don't even know about. Open your mouth and say what? Open your mouth. Open your mouth. So can you imagine? I'm saying all this to imagine what Moses was going through. Because there were women. If, if, if it was just men, the men would say, hey, we can, or the, the men would even plot that, look, let's overthrow Moses so that we go back. At least there'll be a decision. Decision would have been made. Action will be taken. This leader we have is not a good leader. Let's get rid of him and do something else. Well, the women, they were just there. You see eyes to talk, looking at each other. Make sure you don't follow a woman who will take you out of the will of God. Tell her right from the word go. There are seas to cross. And tell her the seas are red. We will be tell her we will be crossing seas. If you don't want to cross it, go and look, go and go and look go and look for an electrician and marry electrician. Marry an electrician or a plumber. 
crossing of the Red Sea drowns the power of Satan. Drowns the powers of the enemy. The powers of the enemy are not reduced. They are cancelled. There is a cancellation of the power of the enemy in your life when you enter the Red Sea. That thing that you've been afraid of doing. Afraid of, the, afraid, afraid of becoming a Basenta leader. Because you are wondering, what if I'm a Basenta leader and I fall? If you are not, you will fall. And if you are, you could fall. So which is better? Take the one that has the chance of saving you. Because the other one, you will fall anyway. So do the one, do the one that you are, you are fear. That thing called fear. They are, they are the last spirits that are left before you dive into the sea. Before you take up your cross. The last, the last spirits that are left are fear, intimidation, accusation, mockery, mockery. Things that laugh at you. Things that, some of us are afraid of doing things because we feel people will laugh at us. Yes, if people will laugh at you. Don't laugh at you. So you're afraid. So you want to please here and please him. No, those are the last, you see, they, they look like little spirits, but they are very powerful. Because it prevents you, it prevents you from entering the sea. It prevents you from entering the sea. It prevents you from stopping the power of the enemy. If you are even Christians, I've been Christians for years. You, you have not even overcome the demon of a girl laughing at you that you couldn't sleep with her. Since so I means I have to do it to prove to her that I, I have power. I'm a man. I'm a man. You're you a gorilla. You're a gorilla. You're an ape. You're a dog. The culture of the world and the mentality of the world to prove I'm a man, so I'll do it. <laughs> she has brought herself. I mean, she has brought herself. She is offering. I'm going to do it. <laughs> you still have those standards in your life. Stop turning that little tiny thing, that little tiny dirty thing that clear off. Clear of you, dirty demon. And all you are left is the last demon of mockery. That this girl will laugh at you. That this girl will go and tell that I gave, I, I gave, I gave him everything. He couldn't do it. He could, he couldn't do it. He couldn't perform. He couldn't perform. Wow. So that's, I told you I have a few reasons, okay, <laughs> to give you. This is reason number one. This is reason number one. This is reason number one. Why you must take up your cross is to cancel, stop, cut off the voice of the enemy in your life. You need to cross that sea. You need to cross that sea. And you will cross that sea. Amen. You will cross that sea. 
when you are praying, you have to bind the spirit of mockery, spirit of fear, spirit of intimidation. Have you been laughed at before? Laughed at. Somebody is laughing at you. It can affect you. It can affect you. It can affect you. So when you are younger, you feel the laughter of girls means ridicule. No. The laughter of girls, young girls, means silliness. They are just silly. Girls don't, they really don't have any way of expression. If you even ask them, why are you laughing? They don't even know what they are laughing. They just laugh. They just laugh. One day, I had a meeting with a group of people. Not a large group. About six or eight of us. And one of the brothers that came to the meeting, came to the meeting with shorts. <laughs> you see, when he came first, there was one lady there. As soon as she saw him, then later another one came. When she also came, and she looked, and she saw him. Then she looked at the other girl. Because, I mean, the short is not like like a, <laughs> I'm sure you imagine like maybe this kind of khaki shorts. No, no, no. It's one of these. I don't know. Shorts that looks like that looks like boxes. <laughs> you see, then I started a meeting. So we had advanced. I had advanced talking serious things. The one other lady came. So when she came, I had not said anything to anyone. I said, let me do a test. And see if what I'm thinking of these girls is right. So she came, a very serious atmosphere. I was talking, I just said, Have you noticed this brother's shorts? Look at it. Then she then she looked, as so she looked. And then, and then all the brothers in the in the meeting were serious looking. And then the other girls just joined it. So I just told the brother that, can you see? It's a problem they have. There's nothing about you. There's nothing about you. There's no problem. There's no, there's no problem with you. That's how, that's how they show. I don't know. I, 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 I don't even know what it is. But it's, it's like, have you seen one of those toys that uses batteries that you have to Yes, that's how it was. Like, like rabbits. That's beyond. Or saying, get behind me, Satan. You think if you stop her, she'll go and say that you can't, you couldn't perform. So you're encouraging her head, holding the back of her neck and pushing it lower. Because you're afraid of mockery, that you'll be laughed at, that you got you got a chance, you got a chance and you didn't take it. a chance to hell. Who takes a chance to hell? You got a chance to be demonized. Demonized. Spirits are ministered through openings and outlets. As a spirit. 
Diseases, diseases, when you think about your body, diseases that you get comes through any part of your body that there's a hole. There's the disease there. Name the disease. It either came from your nose, your mouth, your ears. And diseases are spirits. If they were not spirits, if we prayed, they wouldn't have gone. They are spirits. That's why they respond to prayer. That's why they respond to the name of Jesus. So there are spirits at every hole. Every hole has a spirit. Resident spirits that can be there. You are free from every evil spirit. Because you think you have dived into a hole or a hole has been put on you and you are enjoying. Spirits are being ministered to you. And the more receptive you are to these holes, the more it is clear that you have a spiritual problem. You're thinking about the holes, aren't you? (laughs) May every appetite for holes be cancelled from your life. How many of you are going to dive into the Red Sea? How many already are thinking of some things that you have to get into the Red Sea to avoid? You already think of that. Look, I need to get. That's why you can still hear those voices. And that's why it still has an effect on you. It still has an effect on you. Many years ago was when I was laughed at for going to church. Anybody who laughs at me today that I go to church, I think the person is mad. Yes. Many years ago, many, many years ago, so I was laughed at. My old friends, they laughed at me. They laughed. They laughed. They called me names. Called me names. I started a church. I was, my first place I started, I was, first place I was fellowship was at Assemblies of God. There's a going for Tuesday evening service at another church called Crusaders for Christ. But it was called CFC. Yes. But the Egyptians have left on the other side. We're shouting, CFC, couples for Christ. Couples for Christ. It's like we go for the girls. And the girls go for the boys. Is it when you, when you hear such a, is it now? It's, 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 I mean, it sounds silly. But then, as a young boy, young boy, going to church, loving God, and there are young girls there, it will affect you. Yeah. You, can, you can easily feel, okay, then I'll stop going. Yeah. Then I won't go to prove a point, but those are the little demons left at the beach that are trying to call you back. Call you back. Mockery, accusation, laughter. Just as you're about to make a big decision for God, listen now for the, those spirits. to say, don't do it. They'll, they'll laugh at you. They'll encourage you to be stubborn. To say never, never obey God. Never flow with God. Never do it. Don't. How can you be so silly? They'll tell you how great you are. Meanwhile, you're not great. They'll tell you how great, how important. They'll give you a picture of like some bright future that's about to be spoiled. But the bright future is through the Red Sea. It is through that sea. 
through that sea that you see your real life. The life which I now live. The life which I now live. Now the life that I am living. I used to live another life. But now I'm living another life. By the faith in the son of God. Faith in the son of God. Faith in the son of God. Do you have time for reason number two? I told you I have a number of reasons. I've only talked to you about one. The power of the enemy is going to be stopped in your life. Reasons why you must have your cross. Reasons. 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 Because Jesus said, if you don't take it, you can't. If you follow Christ, this way, you must have a cross as you are coming. Have a cross. You can't come with problems with demons always talking to you. He will take you to a place where the the frequency you are operating on, Satan doesn't speak there. And even when he tries, it shall be a, a, a good fight of faith. Amen. You will by all means win. Amen. You, are gar- you, see, you are guaranteed victory when you are living the life of faith. You will win. You will be okay. Not the, not the life of fear. Not making decisions out of fear, out of insecurity. You are not sure. But decisions out of faith, you will win. I see you winning. And I see you winning again. And I see you winning again. And again. And again. And again. And again. And again. And again. You will always win. It shall be from victory to victory. From victory to victory. You are going to move from one victory to another victory. And you also say that I have fought a good fight of faith. Have you written an exam before when they ask you how was the exam? They say it was good. Yes, it was good. That's why I said the fight, this fight was a good fight. How was the exam? It was good. It was good. I had a friend when he, he comes out of the exam and he asks me, How was the exam? He, he said it was under the blood. When he comes at him, he said, How he was called Martin. He said, Martin, how was it today? He said, Under the blood. Under the blood. Under the blood. In his final year, in his final year, I was a year behind him. In his final year, final year, final exam. I also had an exam there, so we're all waiting outside the exam hall. And I realized that this guy was not standing still. He keeps disappearing, and then he will appear. And he had seen me, he had not said anything to me. Because usually he would have come to me and say, Hey, mighty how? This guy and talk. But he had not said anything, but he was muttering words to himself. Then he will disappear. Then he will appear. So at the point I, I got back, I said, I said, Martin, what's going? What's happening? Why? I just needed to be sure that he's not going off. Then he said, he said, today is my final paper on this campus. So I am doing the Jericho walk. <laughs> Do you understand the Jericho walk? 
if this was the exam hall, we used to write exams in the great hall, in the great hall of the university. He said, this is the, this is the great hall. So Jericho walked means that he's always going around the great hall. She said, I'm going around seven times. And when I finish, he said, today, the walls of examination shall fall. <laughs> so I'm doing the Jericho walk. Yeah. And he was speaking in tongues. Because he disappears and he disappears. When he's coming, I'll see him. He will look at him saying that he goes again. Then he comes. He said, final exam, final year, I'm doing the Jericho walk. He said, all, all walls, all walls of exams and failure and stress and tension shall collapse today. Amen. Hey, it shall collapse in your life too. Yeah. Yeah, but apart from using your faith to pass exams, use your faith to serve God Amen. and to live for God. He said, may you say that the life which I now live, the life which I am living now, to prove to you that you have another life. There was a life, but now you are living another life. The current life is a life of faith. Every fight shall be a good fight. I said, every fight shall be a good fight. Hebrews chapter 9 gives us our second point. I can't see us having more than three points. All voices of accusations are drowned in your life. You have to drown them. You actually have to drown them. You have to drown them. Hebrews 9 verse 24. For Christ is not entered into holy places. Made with hands. Which are the figures of the true. But into heaven itself now to appear in the presence of God for us 25 nor yet that he should offer himself often as the high priest entereth into the holy place every year with blood of others verse 26 for then must he often have suffered since he, since the foundation of the world are you understanding what we are reading so far like you Okay, but now once, but now once in the end of the world, hath he appeared to put away sin by the sacrifice of himself. It's comparing Christ's sacrifice, Christ taking up the cross with what the high priest does. The high priest goes into the holy of holies or the holy place every year to offer sacrifices on behalf of the sins of the people. And he's saying that Jesus can't do that every year. Otherwise, look at this. Look at just this room alone. The sins of everybody here. If he has to go in for it, it's almost like he has to, then he has to live there. Because even as he is sacrificed, the one person he's sacrificing for is sinning again. So rather, he appeared once in the end of the world. And then he put away sin by the sacrifice of himself. Taking up your cross has the power 
to put away sin from your life. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? Christ has done yours for you. Now you would have to make a sacrifice. If you take up your cross, you become a witness for someone. You become a witness. A witness to somebody so that that person can be saved by, by pointing that person to the, to the cross and to Christ. You are canceling sin in somebody else's life. As I said, what's your greatest difficulty in witnessing? Shyness. You feel ashamed. The cross is a symbol of shame. You don't want people to know that you're a Christian. Your whole class, your whole huge class, nobody knows that you're a Christian. Your office, nobody knows that you're a Christian. Not because you are busy or not because you are afraid or you'll be sacred. No, no, no. You, are, you feel ashamed. But if you take up your cross, you put away the sins of many. You witness to many more people. You talk to many more people. People will know you. People will know you as a Christian. What's a lay pastor? I've told you before. My boss's birthday. I gave her a Bible. I didn't just give her a Bible. I taught her how to have a quiet time. I said, I said, every, every, I said because you've come to work, I said, you'd have done it at home because the Bible, she should keep it in her drawer in, in the office. I said, before you get up and go and eat for lunch, open here, read, pray, then you go. I was known as a Christian there. One day when the office busy working, one hot afternoon, I don't know where this guy came from or what he had seen. He just burst in the laugh. I don't know what had happened there. He said, ah, there's, some, there's something, he said about something called born again. And he was laughing. And I, I, my back was to him. My back was to him. So I remember, I just swung around on my chair. See what you did. <laughs> and I said to him, I did this. I said to him, I said, I am one of them. He, he said, He didn't talk again. He left the room. He left the office. I said, I'm one of them. I can't sit here and pretend as though I don't know what it means to be born again, to be a Christian. No, no. I said, I'm one of them. I'm one. The people are about to. Because you've been seeing me all along. You think of me as a normal person, a serious worker, a good worker, a nice colleague. Even nice, but what you didn't know is that I am born again. I don't know what he has experienced somewhere that he thinks that born again people are idiots. So, so let me tell you, I am one of them. So whatever you see may not be a good representation of, but I am one. I was going to ask you that, what you're about to say, do you think I'm like that? Do you think I'm like that? Do you think I'm like that? People should know you as a believer. You will, you will put away their sins. Not by dying for them or shedding your blood, but by witnessing to them. By telling them about Jesus. Putting away your shame, your self-consciousness. They will laugh at you. They will debate with you. They will argue. Those are the little demons that are left. They are always the little demons but very powerful. You have to say, I'm one of them. Be a witness for Jesus. You will put away the sins of many. When you don't witness, it means you don't have your cross. A non-witnessing, evangelizing Christian or church are a group of people who have put away the cross. When you have your cross, 
you witnessed at every chance, every opportunity, every chance, everybody you witness, you will witness. You tell someone, you will tell someone how Jesus died for their sins. How Jesus died for their sins. That's the sweet message. How Jesus died for their sins. How Jesus did not come to the world to condemn the world. He didn't come to condemn. He came rather to save us from our sins. People need to hear this. People need to hear this. That's what, that's what believers have to, we have to hold up high our crosses. and say, this cross represents your salvation. This cross represents your healing. This cross represents your deliverance. This cross represents deliverance from the clutches of Satan. The cross, the cross is a message of love. Nobody has loved you. People need to hear that God loves them. People think God doesn't like them. God likes them. You have to hold up the cross. If you have the cross, you have to hold up high for someone to ask you that. What does it mean? It means God loves you. What does it mean? It means Jesus died for you. What does it mean? It means you can be saved. What does it mean? It means you can go to heaven. That's the cross. That's the cross. Hold the cross up high. And take away the sins of many. Cancel the sins of people. By holding up the cross. See, this is the cross. This is it. Don't put your cross in your pocket. Jesus didn't put his cross in his pocket. He held it. He held it through the place. He held it. He held it. When we go to Israel, we'll, we'll do that walk. Will he be there? Yes. Yeah. Part of the visit is to do that walk. Where he started from, where he held it through, where Simon of Cyrene came and took it from him. You, you see the stairs. Everything you see, it all is there. It's there. You see it. You'll be there. Amen. Yes. First love taught to Israel. Yeah. How many of you are going to be there? Yeah. You'll be there. He carried his own was planted, it was set up and they put him on crucified him you are not being asked to be crucified you are just being asked to tell others that there is hope in that cross there is salvation in that cross there is forgiveness of sins forgiveness of sins forgiveness of sins nothing makes you freer than forgiveness of sins When I entered into full-time ministry, somebody asked me, how does it feel to be in full-time ministry? I couldn't think of anything. It didn't feel like, it didn't feel like gaining admission into university. It didn't feel like graduating. It didn't feel like getting my, a beloved. All these are good feelings. It didn't feel like getting a beloved. It didn't feel like getting married. It didn't feel like having your first child. It, you see, I've thought about all this. All these things were good feelings, but if there was something that felt better, this experience feels better. And I said to the person, it's like being born again. Yeah, it's like being born again. It's like when I felt, when I was told my sins are forgiven, when I, I made that prayer and gave my life to Christ, I felt Liberated. Liberated. When I entered into full-time ministry, I felt again for the second time in my life. Liberated. Now I live for God. I live for God. I work for God. 
Everything that I do is for God. Every move I make is for God. When I travel, it's because of God. When I travel, it's because of God. When I'm up working through the night, it's because of God. Because I've worked through the night before and it wasn't for God. It was for pounds. The feeling is different. The feeling is different. The feeling is different. I've had two jobs before. One nine to five, one six to whatever. Late night. I finished this job, go to this job. I've done it before. I was a pastor. I was called Pastor Richard. I wasn't a student. I was a pastor. Two jobs. Pastor, you don't want to work. What, what are you doing at home? You said ministry. What ministry do you have? Don't change my preaching. But when now I'm up, you know, I've stood on my two feet and worked from morning till morning for God. For God. Yes, for God. The feeling was better than night jobs. The night jobs. I got a night job once in 1993. Where were you? The attraction for that job was the money. 480 pounds. For two nights. Relax. 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 Ah, why? Relax. I only did it for two weeks. I said, I can't. I'm a pastor. No, not that I'm a pastor, but it made me too tired. But the man was good. I mean, we don't like to go to work on Friday night and Saturday night. And then you get 480 pounds a year. In 1993, you are, we are in 2018. You are saying, ooh, ah, ah, ooh, 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 ah. So you see, when, when you are not working, I, I, think, I think of you that you are, not, you, are, you are one of the laziest creatures on the earth. Yeah. When you don't work. Or not just you don't work, but you don't work enough to even break even. You are too young to be in debt. Debt just means you are not earning enough. Apart from the fact that you are maybe living, I mean... How can I say it nicely? <laughs> Living above your means. Thank you, Princess Marcella. When you're living above, apart from, apart from, because there are people who earn enough, but they live above their means. They live crazy. Like, as goods increase, those who eat it also increases. Is that because now I earn X amount? I must drive this type of car. I must live in this type of area. I must do this. So it's like everything just goes. Do you understand what I'm saying? Some of you, when you, you graduate and you get a job, don't move out of your parents' house. Save the money. Save the money. When they, when they shout at you, say sorry, say sorry, mommy. 
And I'm sorry. Save your money. Save. Save it. You are going where to pay what council tax. And be humble too. Be humble and be calm. Help out. Wash dishes. Vacuum carpets. Do laundry. Do things. No. Imagine, imagine what you'll be paying on your own. I say, well, does it matter? I'll assume that I'm paying for it here. So let me do the laundry. That's my contribution. Let me do this. Let me do that. And save your money. One day when the right time comes and you are moving out, you shall move out. You will move out because of marriage. When you are going out with your prince or your princess, your bank balance will be smiling at you like that. So what I will say, I'm not talking about those who live, what do you say? Above their means. I'm talking about the lazy ones. Because there are people who are in debt, broke because they are lazy. Yes. You can, you, you can do two jobs to earn more. Not having money means I'm not earning money. Is, is that not what it means? It means I'm not earning enough. Get a job. Get off your bony backside and get a job. Hit the road. Hit the road. Those, those who share evening standard, are they not paid? Do, 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 they, do they get money? Huh? I know someone who has done it before. Were you earning money? Yes. You're earning money. Yes. You, you, don't, want, you don't want to do anything. No, you don't want to do it. You, don't want, you want to stand somewhere and just, just share quickly. I mean, it will finish. It will finish. It just disappear in your money. You don't want to do it. You are sitting at home watching, watching television you haven't paid TV license for. If, if I start working, I'll not be able to sing in the choir. I don't even have a, you're lying. You're lying. It's a lie. I beg you. It's a lie. It's a lie. Please. 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 How many times has the choir meet in the, in the week? How many times? Okay, go to work. We'll send you the song to learn when you come back from work. And then you can sing. It's just fine protocol that does not permit us to tell you something that you are lying. But so, so when people speak, I just feel like saying, liar. <laughs> liar. Why, why are you trying to tell us? Lies. Relax. Don't be ashamed. Don't be lazy. Tell somebody, Jesus died for their sins. Do you have time for one more? Yes. You're sure? I don't mind if you don't have time. Oh. Mm. Which one would you like? 
That one. Okay, I'll give you this one. It might be easier for you to swallow. Taking up your cross will enable you to enter into a new life of faith and ministry. It's not as simple as you thought, isn't it? So those who are not entering into the new life of faith and ministry, those who are staggering. Yes. It's the cross. The, the real thing is the cross. You will by all means have to pay a price. Ejek. You will by all means. I'm telling you, I promise you. I promise you. You buy all You have to pay for it. I can't pay for it for you. I can pay this for you, pay this for you, pay that for you. Let's take somebody who is going on missions. I can buy you a suitcase. I can buy you clothes. I can buy you a house where you are going. I can buy you a ticket. I can pay for your visa. I can do a lot of things for you. But it will still be left with you. You would have to. I can't go for you. I can't go for and be texting you that I am there in your name. And I am living the life for you. You will still have to go. You have to go. You have to do it. I can preach and preach and preach and preach, but you will have to break up that relationship. You will have to do it. You will have to buy yourself a pack of tissues and sob and cry and weep and blow your nose and say that bye-bye, James. Bye-bye, James. It can't happen again. I can't. You will have to do that. You have to take the insults or the whatever. You are wicked. You are mean. You are like this. But you have to remember it's because of the cross. It's because of Christ. It's because of Christ. As the insults are raining on you and you look so mean, you look so bad, you have to remember, I can't do this again because of the new life. New life. New life in Jesus. New life in Jesus. New life in Jesus. New life. I can't do this. I can't do it. The life which I now live. which I now live. Life which I now live. See, but it has to be a time, by the time, next time that, is that Ethan? Next time your schoolmates, there has to be a time, but next time your schoolmates meet you, you are a minister. And they won't be wondering, how did you become, the last time we saw you, you were playing football in school, you were the clever chap in this in school, you were doing this, next time they see you, you are, you are, you are into ministry. And the only reason why you can do that is not because your father is a pastor. Pastoral callings are not genetically inherited. It's because you got to a junction in your life. You made a decision that I'll take up my cross and enter this thing. I'll enter it. I'll enter. I'll do it. I'm going to do it. I am giving my life to Christ. You know when you're becoming born again? That's when I was entering to full time. I said to myself, it's like being born again. I felt I'm giving my life to God. Giving my life to God. It's an experience I can't share. I mean, you, I can't share the feeling or the satisfaction. 
I can only talk about it. You can only imagine. You can only imagine. But the cross gives you a new life and ministry. A new life and ministry. May God bless you for you to use your cross. Stand to your feet. Now clap for Jesus. Your clap sounds like clapping for a man. How many of you have seen good reasons why you must take up your cross? Good reasons why you must why you must not leave the cross out of your life. Must take up your cross. Use that cross. A symbol of shame. Symbol of death. Symbol of pain. But you have to do it. You have to do it. You you have to board that flight. You would have to go. Yes. You have to answer that call. I can't answer it for you. I've answered mine. I've answered mine. I'm still answering mine. You you would have to do it. Your mom will have to will curse you by you say, Mom, I beg you. I have to answer. I have, it, it's God that is calling. It's God. One day you understand. You have to do it. You have to do it. It is your price that you have to pay to have that new life. New life. And to have a ministry. Wasn't nice to see Alto and all those nice people here. Today I was coming to I remembered Kemi. I said, there's no Kemi. Yeah. I can't do it for them. I can't do it for them. They have to do it themselves. They have to start from somewhere. They have to start. I've also preached to two people before. Preached to two. Today there are more than 100 people who have not come to church today in this hall. Two people. Apart from those, there are more than 100 who didn't come today. You have to start from somewhere. You have to start and press on. Press on. Press on. Imagine preaching to two people. How you feel? You have a title called pastor. Title doesn't put you in the ministry. It's the cross. It's the cross. It's the sacrifice. The thing you have to do to stay in and to stay on. That's what people have not been able to do. Being a member of a church is not, it's not the aim. It's the cross, having the cross. That's why people disappear from church for no reason. You see them as two serious, stable, active brothers. They suddenly they fizzle out. And when you ask them why, no disrespect to anybody's problem. But you, you'll, be, you'll be thinking in your head that, is that it? It's like, are you serious? Is, that, is this a reason? Is this a reason why you don't go to church anymore? Is, is that it? But that is it. That is it because the person has no cross in his life. Doesn't use the cross to persist and to press on and to serve God. Wow. What prayer would you like to pray? What, what prayer? What, after such a message, what do you pray? What do you say? 
What would you like to say? Now what? You take up your cross. But you, you know you have to take it up already. Okay. Talk to God then. If you want to say to him, say to him as we close. Talk to him. Thank you, Jesus. You know a prayer I wanted to pray? I want to pray that Galatians 2.20 will become a reality in your life. Which was our last point. That you will have a new life. A new life. You really have a new life. Not just you have joined a new church. Or you have joined a church. Or you are in first love. But as you are here, you will have a new life. And you will also have a ministry. This is a church where we encourage everybody to enter the ministry. Everybody to serve God, work for God, do something for God. It's a new life. A new ministry. I want to pray that prayer. That this beautiful verse becomes real in your life. New life. New ministry. Close your eyes, bow your heads, and talk to God about it. I want to see this in my life. I want to see it in my life. I want to see it happen. I want to see it happen. I want to see it happen in my life. 
pray, say, Lord, make it happen. Say, Lord, make it happen. Lord, make it happen. Lord, make it happen. Let Galatians 2.20 become a reality in my life. A new life. A new life. A new life. New life. Ministry. New life. Ministry. Ministry. That I'll have it. That I can say of a truth. I am crucified with Christ. I am crucified with Christ. I died when I entered into the faith. The old person died. He died. He disappeared. He died. My ways, my values, my principles, the ideals I have, the ideals I had of life, they died. They died. And now the life that I live, I live it by faith. Pray. Pray that your life will be defined by your faith in the Son of God. Faith. Faith of the Son of God. The faith by the faith of the Son of God. Oh, Yes, Lord. One more minute. Keep praying. Keep praying. One more minute. Keep praying. Keep praying. Keep praying. Keep praying. Keep praying. You are birthing a new person. A new you is being birthed today. A new you. A new you. A new you. A new you is being birthed today. This prayer is creating a new you. Full of the spirit. Full of wisdom. Full of understanding. Loving God. Serving God. Living for good. Living for God. 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 A new you. A new real anointed spirit filled you. It's been best. It's been best. It's been best. I see a new you imagine I see a new you imagine A spiritual one Anointed one God loving one One ready to pay any price To please his God A new version of you imagine A new version of you imagine A new version imagine One that loves God One that chooses God One that lives for God Lives for God. Lives for God. Ah, lava shaba lava kaba lava shanda lava haya. Papa rika lava shataya. Mazila bakashtaya. Thank you, Father. Father, I want to thank you for this opportunity to pray to you. Lift up your two hands and just close your eyes and just thank God. Just thank Him for the birth of another and a better version of what you are now. A better version. Thank him for it. It shows your faith. It demonstrates your faith that it is done. That God has done it. Thank him for it. See yourself a new life. New life in the ministry. Living for God. 
living for God, living by faith, living by faith, making decisions by faith, making moves by faith, making choices because you believe in God, because you believe in God, because you believe you are special, because you believe you are holy, because you believe God has chosen you, because you believe God has called you. Ah, thank Him for it. Thank Him for it. Thank Him for it. Thank Him for it. It will be a beautiful life. It will be a good life. It will be a life full of power. Full of power and full of the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Father. Father, we thank you. And we bless your name for giving us a chance to live this beautiful life. The life of faith and the life of honor. Help us all the time, Lord, by your precious Holy Spirit to keep the cross to live by the cross to walk by the cross thank you father for your mercy that has found us today in Christ Jesus name I have prayed now while every eye is closed and every head is bowed I want to pray for you especially this afternoon you are here somebody invited you to church today maybe today is your first time Maybe it's your third time, second. It doesn't really matter. What matters is that you're not sure whether you go to heaven or hell. What matters is that you've not experienced the love of God. You've not given your life to Jesus. You've not said, Father, I give my life to you. I want Jesus to be the Lord of my life. I want to be born again. I want to be saved. I want my sins to be forgiven. I want to go to heaven when I die. God's love today is reaching out to you. While every eye is closed, every head is bowed. You want to say, Pastor, pray with me. I want to give my life to Jesus today. Today is my day. I want to give my life to Jesus. If you're here like that, just lift up your right hand very quickly, wherever you are, and I'll pray with you. Your right hand. Lift up high so I can see you. Pastor, pray with me. I need Jesus in my life today. Jesus, God bless you. God bless you. I can see the hand there. You also want to join in. Pastor, pray with me. I need Jesus. Just your right hand. Keep it up. God bless you. I can see your hands. You also want to join in. Don't say tomorrow. Don't say another time. Don't say later. And don't be shy. And don't be ashamed of the cross. Don't be ashamed. Don't think anybody will laugh at you. Don't think anybody will really call you. Don't think it's a bad and a low decision and a move that you are making. It's the best decision you ever make in your life. Just your right hand. Pastor, pray with me. I need Jesus. I need Jesus. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. It's for heaven. It's for eternity. It's for the love of God. It's for the blessings of God. Just your right hand. God bless you. I can see all your hands. I can see all your hands. There's one more person. You want to choose God today. Don't struggle. Don't struggle. Don't say later. Don't say another time. Don't say I'll do it somewhere else. No, it's now. It's now. It has to be now or perhaps perhaps it will be never. Today you want to say I'm choosing Jesus. I'm giving my life to Jesus. I'm taking up my cross. This is your chance to take up your cross also. And come to the Lord. And come to salvation. Lift it up high so I can see you. Your right hand. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. You have your hand lifted up. I want to do one more thing. I want to come all the way to me here in the front. Come out of your seats. Come. You have your hand lifted up. Or maybe you didn't even lift up your hand. But you want to give your life to Jesus. Come. Come. 
come all the way. Come. Come. You're choosing a good life. You're choosing a better life. Even if you didn't lift up your hands, you can come. Come to Jesus. Come. Come all the way. Come all the way to Jesus. Take one step forward. So those who are coming, you can come. Take one step forward. Yes. Yes. Come to Jesus today. Yes. Sing it. As we are singing, I'm waiting for you. You can come. Don't be shy. Don't be ashamed. Don't postpone this decision. Today, drown the enemy. Drown him. By the time you are going back, you will say, I am born again. I am saved. I can't go back to the old life. We are singing one more time just for you to come. Yes. I'm waiting for you. Choosing Jesus today. Come to Jesus today. Come. There is time. There is room. There is time. There is room. There is opportunity. To come to Jesus now. Just as I am. Close your eyes, everybody. And those of you in front, I'm going to lead you in a prayer. I want you to say this prayer after me. A very personal prayer. And I want the whole church to assist us, help us as we make this prayer. Let's say it loudly, boldly. Don't whisper. Say it. Say, Heavenly Father. Say it again. Say, Heavenly Father. I come to you today. Just as I am, I am a sinner. Please forgive me of all my sins. I believe Jesus died for me and rose up on the third day. Say, please wash me with the blood of Jesus. Now say, Lord Jesus. Say, Lord Jesus, please come into my heart. Be the Lord of my life. I believe in you. I want to serve you. I want to live for you. From today, I will live for you. And I will serve you. Now say, Heavenly Father, please write my name. In the book of life. Say thank you father. For accepting me. And making me a child of yours. In Jesus name. Now say with me. Say Satan. Say confidently. Say Satan. I bind you. 
and I cast you out of my life. I belong to Jesus. I've been bought with the blood of Jesus. I will no longer serve you. I will no longer listen to you. I will no longer follow you. I belong to Jesus. I am saved. I am born again by the blood of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. Shout it out in Jesus' name. Say it again in Jesus' name. Say for the last time in Jesus' name. And shout your loudest amen. You are saved. You escaped. You just dived into the Red Sea. Satan cannot come there. Satan can't come there. Let me pray for you, Father. I pray for these precious ones. Establish them in your house. Baptize them in your Holy Spirit. Let them be filled with your precious spirit. That they will live to serve you. And live to honor you. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. Thank you for the opportunity and the chance you've given them to know you, to experience your love, your salvation, your mercy in their lifetime. I thank you for their lives, Lord. And I thank you, Lord, for their salvation. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Receive these gifts very quickly. What are you doing? There are people here. Quickly, fast, sharp, 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 chop, chop, chop. God bless you. You may go back to your seats. Come for them as they go back. God bless you. Welcome to Jesus. Come to church again. That song. Take it, this is my body that was broken for you. Drink, this is my blood that was shed for you. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life. For my flesh is meat indeed, and my blood is drink indeed. The cup of blessing which we bless is the communion of the blood of Christ. The bread which we break is the communion of the body of Christ. Oh, this is the holy meal of God. It will sustain you, it will heal you, it will bring you life when I see the blood. Oh, I will pass over you.
Thank you that every bread is blessed. Every cup is blessed. It shall be. It shall be. It becomes the body of Christ and the blood of Jesus. Father, as we eat it, we eat health. We eat prosperity. We eat victory. We eat healing. We eat strength and power, Lord. Whatever has disturbed us, whatever has caused us pain, whatever has caused us failure, whatever has taken us back instead of forward, Lord, that thing becomes a curse today. That factor, that power dries out of our lives today, Lord. That thing is cast out of our lives today, Lord. Father, it is the blood of Jesus. The cup of blessing. As we drink it today, Lord, may our lives be infused with blessings. May our experiences be good. May our experiences be beautiful. May our experiences be glorious. May we have good experiences, Lord. As we drink it, Lord. As we drink the blood, oh God. May our lives be filled with life, Lord. Anything that causes death, I curse it in Jesus' name. Thank you for strength. Thank you for life. Thank you for clear minds, Lord. Confusion goes out of your life. Depression goes out of your life. Thank you for clear minds, Lord. Clear minds, Lord. Thank you for the blood. Thank you for the blood. This blood you're about to drink takes over your blood in your body. It cleans up your blood. Someone's blood is being cleaned up. It cleans it up from any disease, from any sickness, from any parasite, from any virus, from any cancer. It cleans your blood up today. It takes control over your very being and your very existence. Thank you, Lord, for the cup of blessing and for the body of Christ. The body of Jesus Christ. Eat it. Now the blood of Jesus. It cleanses your body. It cleanses your blood. It takes away anything negative in your being. Any case you have inherited, it cleanses your life, it cleanses your history, and cleanses your future, and blesses your present life. You have overcome every case. The blood of Jesus, the precious blood of Jesus. Drink all of it. Thank you, Father, for blessing. 
Thank you for miracles. Thank you for a change. A permanent change. A permanent change. A permanent change. There shall be no relapse. There shall be no reoccurring of diseases and sicknesses. It shall not be seen. Any difficult trait of a case, of a habit, of a lifestyle shall not return to you. I forbid that spirit from coming back. In Jesus' name. You are freed. And you are blessed. Go and do well. In Jesus' name. Amen. Put your hands together for Jesus. And take your seats. And if you believe the blood of Jesus has done something special for you today. Yeah. I also believe it. Something special has taken place. We hope that you've been blessed by this message. For more information, follow us on social media. Search for First Love Church London on Facebook and YouTube and First Love UK on Twitter and on Instagram. Have a blessed week. It's real.